0: This is Jenny from Just Being Me, and you're listening to the Learning to Love Yourself podcast, the show that inspires you to put yourself first. Learning to love yourself on the path to happiness. Learning to love yourself on the path to happiness. Here I am today with Caris Wheatland Dukes from. A most fabulous business called Mewstone Candle. Mewstone Candle is something that I came across and spent a lot of time with Karis because there's nothing in there that upsets my husband and Karis is very, very particular about what goes into our candles. But not only that, Karis has had her own particular journey with self-care. So welcome, Karis. us a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, so as Jenny said, I'm Karis Wheaton-Dukes and I founded Mewstone Candle Company about six years ago. But prior to that, I was working in the corporate world um, for years and years and years, always striving to reach the top, always kind of feeling that I had to get somewhere. And then sadly, a few years ago, I lost my Mm mum and that really, I think probably for everyone, is is a massive, massive trigger. Although at that point I was working for, well, what was an awesome company, the Water Babies. So it was a a fun company to work with, working with some really incredible people. And I think because of that, it masked what I was going through personally, grief really kind of took hold without me realising. And I kind of carried on for a little while and, and then kind of felt you know, actually this, this wasn't working. Met somebody at event, who kind of said, you know, come on work for us again, really fun franchise, the creation station. The woman who ran it was, you know, when I say mad, mad in a good way, just so kind of you know, off the wall. And for six months, it kind of felt really, really, really good. And then again, I kind of thought, I'm I'm not happy. And I thought it was the job. It was me, didn't really know, couldn't put my finger on it. Then I joined another organization, franchising, much more corporate, events driven, networking, all that kind of stuff. And again, first kind of 18 months, thought, this is great. And then kind of start to realize that I was really, really unhappy. And and it was something that people kind of said to me, you're not the same person. You know, you don't smile anymore. You know, your laughter's gone very serious. And I would come home at the weekend. So I was working in Oxford, travelling all over in the UK, come over the weekend, and just be really depressed and really miserable. I'm really kind of hostile. So if people came to visit for the weekend, I was kind of really like, I don't want my house, you know, and it, it really started to kind of impact, you know, who I was as a person. And I could like, actually I'm I'm becoming a strange to person I know. And kind of it went on a little bit, had some challenges around work. And again, I'll I'll kind of go on to to, to kind of the the next phase as well, but but really I realized that it just wasn't working. And I felt it was all grief-driven. Little did I know, um, and I'll I'll skip ahead in a while, but little did I know that actually there was a lot more to it than I realized. But I'd always been um, quite crafty. Um, I'd always enjoyed kind of creating and being creative. And and again, those kind of things have been stifled in my role. And I found a candle-making kit in the loft my mum had bought me. And, and we were kind of working through stuff to get rid of. And I said to my other half dad, I said, look, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll give it to a school we'll take a jumble sale, whatever. And she went, you can't, you know, your mum bought that for a reason. And, and, you know, I really think you should do something with it. And it'd be good to do something that, that maybe, you know, you'll enjoy or take your mind away. So I said, fine, bought the candle kit home, made some candles and they were absolutely crap. They just didn't burn properly. They didn't smell. And I was one of those annoying people that, that most things I turn my hand to, one of those frustrating people that it just kind of, the past had turned to gold. So I was kind of like, oh, hang this, this, this just this, this, this isn't right. You know, this is not how it's meant to be. So, so I, I kind of said, right, that's it. So I worked Hobbycraft. We bought wicks we bought fragrance on, we got wax we've got all sorts of stuff. And we brought it back. And, and, and again, the obsession kind of continued, made more candles, lit them, still crap. And I'm thinking, this just makes no sense. You know, there's, there's got to be more to this. So uh, I became incredibly obsessed. And again, we'll get to where well, I became incredibly fixated. It became my world to make candles. So every night, every weekend, and I was kind of doing this along. So it was, it's kind of, it wasn't a side hustle at that point, it was, a, it was a hobby. And then I started to kind of look at YouTube and, and joined forums, um, and spoke to kind of people and realized actually when you, when you come to make something, anything, uh, there is a science, there is a logic, you know, there are things you need to know. You can't just pick something up and, and it'd be perfect first time around. So a lot of research, uh, a lot of crap candles. And then one day I made one, we lit it and we uh, really got really emotional about it because it was kind of like, God, you know, I finally created something that worked. So that kind of continued and, and it was kind of building a bit of traction in the background. I never thought it'd be a business. I didn't really know where I was going to take it. I'd always great ideas to kind of create businesses because I didn't like working for people, but eventually it got to a point where, you know, I'd looked at the branding and again, the, Branding again was kind of a healing process. So the the, the short story is my mum lived in colourful stripes, which just always made me smile. Like and and I'm, I, like that. I think it's a genetic thing. Yeah. And and her favourite book was Jonathan Livingston Seagull, which again she kind of gave to me as a child, and and kind of every few years would give me another book and write up note in the cover, and it became my favourite book as well. And then the last element was, I was very fortunate, my dad was a farmer, we grew up in a beautiful barn right on the cliffs, and, and, and the comical thing is I used to look at my window and see this kind of massive rock out at the sea, and, and that's the mewstone. Because if we went for a walk, we'd walk you know, a mile around the cliffs, and mum and I would sit on a bench and we'd look at the mewstone and put the world to rights. So I was convinced that this rock I was looking at was the mewstone, in fact it was Burr Island, um, <laughs> Which is like, you know, slightly different, but, um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so, but anyway, the new stone was a really important kind of part of, of that kind of self-care element, I guess, you know, be able to talk to somebody, be able to offload and not having mum to, to talk to her anymore. The candles became something that actually, even though she wasn't physically there, yeah. emotionally and mentally, she still was. So by creating this kind of brand and it was kind of the brand kind of brought it all to life. And then I was given an opportunity about a really small little gallery in North May, which is sadly closed now. And she said, look, we'll take some stuff. And again, she was one of Mum's good friends. So I think she's kind of just being nice. But it kind of gave me some impetus. And then after oh, about six, seven months, I just thought, Do you know what? Sod it. I'm I'm done with 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 bureaucracy. I'm done with red tape. I'm done with travelling to Oxford and all over the world. I'm not all over the world, but all over the UK. Done with people trying to climb the corporate ladder and and kind of, you know stab each other back, but it, it just became a bit messy and, and, and I'd kind of, I'd left the building, you know, emotionally. So I just thought one day, do you know what? I'm done. And uh, there was a, a bit of a situation and, and I kind of sat there and thought, no, I'm, you know, this is, this is it, I'm, I'm done. So I, having been the safest pair of hands ever, never taking any risks, never taking any gambles, just turned around and went quick and, and just walked out the building and uh, came home, told Deb, who went, oh, well, fine. And did my garden leaf, and then the business started in the October of 2019. It's before COVID, which was slightly uh, daunting because obviously I'd left a, a good salary, environment, a safe environment. Well, I thought it was a safe environment. Actually, it wasn't. In the sense that emotionally, it wasn't the safe environment for me. And yeah, kind of COVID hit, and I, you know, we're screwed. You know, I'd, I don't hate the phrase breadwinner, but I'd always been. You're the main income um, bringer in and, and all those kind of things. So I thought, actually, I've really got to kind of it's got to work. But strangely, there was always this unerring, and it's not confidence. There was something driving me. And again, I always believe it's mum. I was going to say, it, yeah. do you think it's your mum? Oh, absolutely. I, I,
0: I absolutely would go with that. I, that's right up my street. I would. Yeah.
1: Your yeah. mum's. To bind you well she's she's there and and, and actually i have a lady who's uh, not a psychic but really? Really very spiritual who's coming to our studio didn't know me and went and she paused and she walked in one day and she kind of was looking kind of to my left and i was kind of what are you looking and she went oh i don't mean to freak you out but your your mum's here you know and and it's it's bizarre because i don't know whether i necessarily believed in all that but i kind of do now i think you know you're you're very lucky if you've got a guide in life and so every decision I make, you know, I mean, if you walked into the studio and you've probably done it before, I'm talking to myself, you know, and kind of having a full-on conversation about what I should do next, or is this a good idea? But anyway, kind of managed to come through COVID, worked at the local post office to kind of make ends meet. And and I, but I was happy for the first time in my life. I was truly, truly happy because actually I was master of my own destiny and I'm responsible for, for everything. So with that kind of responsibility, kind of a lot of people go, oh, my God, you know, is that, that's, that's really scary. And, you know, how do you cope with that? But actually, I think it, I kind of alluded to it before, but, but fairly recently, um, I've had an ADHD um, diagnosis. And that was the, the missing link in the puzzle. And that's when I realized that actually something that had made me feel very different, quite negatively, and, and I'd mask, you know, something that a lot of women do. I'd hidden away. You know, I didn't fit. I I just—I would become very overwhelmed very quickly, very frustrated very quickly. And actually, that diagnosis, kind of combined with that period of grief, interesting, the last year has has been the most empowering thing that I've ever experienced. Because suddenly, you kind of go, "Actually, I'm not different." You know, I just maybe look at things in a way that not everybody will look at them, Um, which is actually your superpower. Yeah, and and I love it. And 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 Deb. For years, have been frustrated by, by certain ways I approach things, certain things I did, you know, being very consoling over things and not letting go of things. And so she's to completely adapt the way she works with me. And in turn, the way that she's adapted has allowed me to kind of feel comfortable and safe to adapt the way I work. So actually, we, we have a business now that, you know, has, has you know, thankfully grown new in the year. We still love it. You know, I'm now getting so much time to, to be creative. Because again, I was holding on to so much and not letting go that now I've kind of let go and I've relaxed a little bit and I and I kind of know who I am. I'm in a position where I can actually, you know, I'm the one who comes up with the weird, and wonderful, wacky ideas and thinks about this and thinks about that and you know we take on an accountant and we've got a photographer to do stuff. So suddenly, all these people have kind of gone. Actually, you're not correct and you can do it well and actually you can probably do it better than me. So I'm going to come up with the weird and wacky stuff and and this year. You know, we've been designing loads of new stuff, loads of white label stuff for, for, for independent shops and companies. We've been, you know, coming up with some mad ideas with new ranges, This ranges I've been working on for two years, couldn't, couldn't bring forward are finally start to move forward. So yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre that you kind of have to go through something pretty shit to then kind of reflect and go right now, where do I move? But, but I guess the thing is, because I didn't know, I knew I'd gone through a, a horrible scenario But it's still the, it was still brought by this ADHD element. And so now I've kind of established that and and worked that out. Now I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I can do what I want when I want. And I, if I get something wrong, it's okay. And as long as I'm genuine and authentic and I'm just me, if, if you like me and, and you want to spend time with me and you like our products, fantastic. If you don't, that's okay as well, and and I'm not defensive about that anymore. So, and it's,
0: it's an amazing thing when when you when you begin to understand yourself, how those things change. And and I don't know about for you because as we were talking about the other day, when I came to see you, I also have been identified as as neurodiverse. And when you know that, you can then create your own strategies for the way that you work, Oops. not the way that we've been adapting for uh-uh, years. Yeah to try and fit in with everybody else. And when you yeah. say, you know, Deb's adapted, that's, you've been adapting for numerous years, just trying to fit into this place that society wants us to fit into, where if society allows us to just be, then actually we're apart. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I'm sitting here with my jigsaw cause it, it's such a big jigsaw. It's now all over the table and we're having put things on top of the jigsaw to function. So. I was talking to somebody and saying, you know, look, actually, we're all totally unique. We make the jigsaw up. We need to have the tribes around us. You know, we're all a little bit different. Some have got orange tips and some haven't, you know, which we're all uniquely us. And if we're allowed to be uniquely us, then we can fit into our space of the jigsaw. Yeah. But I have spent so many years thinking, I don't fit in here. I don't fit in here. I've masked it and I've put a brunt on and I've done this and I've been very successful in various things that I've done, but it's not been right and I haven't been happy. And I think it's a moment, isn't
1: it? It's a moment. It's, it, it is. And I think it's, it's, the jigsaw analogy is is, is actually really fascinating and, and, and spot on because, you know, I was kind of, I guess we all are scattered pieces in many ways, and 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 life, and those experiences, and the people you meet, and the good things and the bad things, whatever happens, they're part of that journey. And I would say it's although although that jigsaw will never be complete until the day that we we'll shuffle this mortal coil. Fundamentally, yeah, it keeps going, doesn't it? Yeah, and and fundamentally, what's interesting is. You know, maybe you know if, if you use that analogy, I was that big jigsaw, and and it's not complete. There was there was that piece. You know, when you finish a jigsaw, and there's that one piece that you've lost that you have hoovered up, and I think you know that that piece for me had been hoovered up for years, and it's only when you kind of you, you empty the hoover and you pop it in, and suddenly it just kind of all all connects, and actually, then what's fascinating is is that that part of that jigsaw is is complete, and then you kind of I, I found I kind of reflect on that for a bit and kind of stood still. And came to terms with how I needed, not how I needed, came to terms with just, this is who I am and this is therefore that I'm just going to go through life like this now. But actually what's really exciting is that then you start to add all the other pieces around it and, and the picture builds and it becomes more beautiful. And, you know, for us, you know, self-care and things was was at the bottom of the list for four or five years was just head down, you know, break this business. And and again, with the ADHD stuff, it's, I've spent, you know, weeks and months, because I couldn't, you know, all these blocks, And now I'm going to get, you know, if we want to go away for a weekend then I'm going to close the studio and the shop for a day, that, that's okay. That's fine. Because if somebody turns up, as long as I've put it you know, somewhere out on, on the internet to kind of cover my back, then, you know, we can have time off. And actually that time off, we just come back from a weekend away. And we just, we walked, we ate too much, you know, we just, we chatted um, absolute nonsense, but it was great. And, and we've never given ourselves The bandwidth to do that. So I think you know, last year was 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 a massive year for us, you know, and it was kind of three four years in, and people always say with a business oh, you know three four years, and actually we were very lucky from day one, you know, it 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 paid for itself and and because it had to. But actually now it's kind of like you know we're growing as people, the business is is growing as a business. It's it's kind of an intrinsic part of of us. So we're slightly kind of obsessive, but we're learning (laughs) data. But but we're, we're slowly learning to kind of go, it's okay to have time out. It's okay if, you know, I don't want to get in till you know, five minutes past 10, because, you know, we're not going to have a queue of 20 people. time. And if we did great, but again, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's not necessary about having, you know, the people queuing up for your product, because again, that validation previously was like, somebody bought my stuff, that feels great, therefore I'm complete. Whereas now, when people buy buy things, actually, you know, I kind of yes, we all as a small business, you know, everyone jokes you know, do a dance every time you have an order, but you do, you know, it's really exciting because somebody's putting their faith in you as an individual. Yeah. But that validation isn't so key anymore because we're a little bit more you can
0: validate yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and
0: and and that for me is the point. When I really flipped over and that when I, when I work with my clients and I see my clients like, and you see that moment where you go, actually, nobody else but me matters. Nobody else can make me happy other than me. Yeah. And once I do that, then I'm fine making me happy. Then I attract the people around me that are my people. Yeah. And they support me to be happy and I support them to be happy. We support ourselves to be who the people we want to be. And therefore we're creating a world that is far more positive. And when the inevitable downs do come, because you know, sadly in this life, we all the only thing we can ever guarantee is that we're going to die. You know, we down things are always going to happen in your in your world. But when you're in a place of knowing who you are and validating yourself. You cope with the down things much
1: better. You're you're spot on in the sense of when when I used to hit the down times, it it could really impact me, and I would find that I could almost stand in the studio for days on end, literally looking to edge, you know, just kind of zoning out, and and having these kind of these moments of actually, you know, I, I I don't know what I need to do. You know, something as simple as I need to post some stuff will become a task it's very difficult because. You know, it, it could be something as simple as you know if somebody looked at me a funny way in the shop, and that would really affect me because I'm thinking, "What have I done?" You know, "What? Why did not yeah. they like me?" And I think what's what's interesting is I was always cynical when people go, hey, "You've got to find your tribe," like yeah, a find your tribe, and you time. know all this kind of stuff. And it's you know, pardon the phrase, but white word bingo, you know. And it's like actually, it's so true. And and like attracts like, and people talk about manifestation, you are know, putting positive things out there, and actually. Absolutely, hundred percent agree with that. Because we put we put warmth and happiness and and positive stuff out there, it comes back to you. And then when don't, something negative does hit you, I found, not all the time. Sometimes it, you know, i will still kind of wallow in self pity. But but there'll be times when I look at something negative and I'll wallow for a day or so, which used to be a week or so, and then I go right, okay, put the big girl pants on. You know, that actually is not a negative thing. When you look at something you perceived as negative. Actually, now I kind of look at it, and I still have to have that that downtime because that's you know we're wounded, and you lick your wounds, and you kind of hide for a bit, and then you kind of look at it and you go, actually, what have I learned from that? And, yeah, and that is so powerful. When you kind of go, somebody looked at me funny in the shop. I wonder why. And and they before I'd be like, yeah, I've done something wrong. And actually, they could be having a really shit day, and they've looked that's at you in a way. And actually, if you give them a smile back, you're going to get a smile back from them. And I just think. It's about being a little bit more intuitive and using the the, the negative things and, and skipping them and kind of going, actually, this can be really powerful if I grab hold of it. So when I'm angry or frustrated, you know, I, I used to kind of, you know, I used to throw things sometimes, you know, just occasionally. Whereas now I kind of think, actually, you know, just stop. And I will write down why I feel angry or why I feel frustrated. I'm not a journaler, but, but I will write these things down because actually then I will kind of park it right. That's that's bombs at the moment. And again, maybe that's part of that ADHD brain of, right, that's, I've I've put that in a box I've put it here and and that's that way and therefore it's safe again. And before I wouldn't revisit it, it was now I'll revisit it and kind of go, right, okay, why did I feel that way? How can I change my reaction? And actually, how can I use that frustration and do something good with it? And actually then suddenly you kind of go, the negative stuff is just, part of life's rich tapestry, it's part of a learning process, it's going to hurt sometimes. But actually, it's actually weird, but the negative stuff is actually positive because it just forms who you are. And, and, it, and, and as long as you don't put a, a guard up and a barrier up, as long as you're open to it, you can use it. And actually, I find now that the frustration and the, the upset and the sadness and the anger is, is a driver, but also it's being able to kind of not just kind of go right underneath out and off again, it's kind of, you've got to kind of reflect on it because otherwise, you know, six months down the line, it suddenly bites you. Pack it away at the back and it's still going to come back. It's always there. Mm. You know,
0: it's if you just pack it away, if you don't deal with it, it's always mm. there. But I'm, I'm a firm believer in the fact, actually, we are sent the down stuff and we look at that down stuff and go, okay, what's the lesson can I learn from that? Yeah. What is something that I need to know from that? And mm. I always... Like you write it down, yeah, look at it, ask myself why, ask myself what whether the truth is in that, you know. Um, the reason why that I ac- started doing the business that I'm doing now is because of the fact that I actually asked myself a whole load of questions about why I wasn't doing it because, you know, people would judge me, people would laugh at me, people would all these sorts of things. And and actually, there were a load of whatnot. And if anybody does judge me and, and laugh at me, they're not bad people. And actually, that's their issue, not mine.
1: But, but I think it's the thing, isn't it? When you talk about people, I, I had a coffee with somebody, and I gave myself a morning off and, and kind of did coffee and did cake, even though I'm on a diet, but I still did cake. It's great. Um, <laughs> oh. Everything oh. in moderation, everything in moderation. Happy, you know, as long as it's, you know, one, two, three cakes a day, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was talking to her about, you know, people and I was saying that, you know, as, as I've grown up, and matured and kind of had different experiences. You know, there are people in my life now, and I said to us, it's going to sound very brutal, I said, but just hear me out. I said, there are, my dad always said, you'll count your friends on one hand, your true friends, and they're the ones that you might not talk to all the time, you will turn to when something comes up that you need them for it. And there's that mutual respect that they mean the world to you, you don't need to be chatting every day. And then you've got those acquaintances, which are people that, you know, you like spending time with, it's on a, maybe a slightly shallower level. Not in a nasty way, but you know, you, you don't need to go into the in depth conversations and all that kind of stuff. And then there's other people in life that you just come, kind of come across. And and I used to kind of think, God, I juggle all my friends, and you know, got all my Facebook friends and all this friends and all that friends. And 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 then you kind of go, you know, they're all great people, but actually, they don't need me all the time, and I don't need them all the time. And again, when you realise that you don't have to fill your social diary with you know, coffees and lunches and dinners and walks and things because you feel you have to connect with people. Again, there, there's this calm and this peace that comes over you where actually it's okay to spend time on your own and just chill out. And, and, you know, it's okay to say, actually, I, you know, I don't fancy Gap for Girls and I talk because I'd rather put my jammies on and, and, <laughs> and my face on and light the fire and drink coffee and, and have a quiet night in and watch a movie. And I think, again, as we, as we get older, you realize those things. And and that in itself is, is just a, a lovely thing because, again, I'm not apologetic about it because I know that people that need me will come to me when they need me, and, and that's okay. You know, that's fine.
0: I think once you've learned to validate yourself and once you've learned who you are, you then don't need all of these other things for the dopamine hits. Yeah. Because the dopamine hit is just a spike and it comes back down again. Yeah. Uh, and actually, when you can validate yourself and when you can go to yourself, do you know what? Well, actually. Maybe I don't think that person likes me. That's okay. Not everyone can can like me, and I don't like everybody. Yeah. And once you can go in that place and wish that person well on their journey, mm. then then it's much easier. And I I've just noticed that I just don't need all of the other stuff anymore. Yeah. I just don't need all of that proving myself. You know, pretending to be something somebody, somebody else so that I can mm. fit in with. That, another crowd of people. So I've got loads of friends, and you know, actually, like you, I I have my tribe that that I go to, but they're all different, and I would, yeah, they all part of my jigsaw. Yeah, you know, so I have my my one of my very best friends. We go and do all sorts of things together, and you know, we chat about all sorts of things. But if I'm upset, she doesn't do upset. She knows I'm <laughs> upset don't know what to do with this. And you can see she's really uncomfortable. She is not the person that I go to for that. But that doesn't mean to say, oh, she didn't support me. That's just not her yeah. part of my jigsaw.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know? And then I have another person that I know that I can call at four o'clock in the morning or when it's peeing down with rain because my car's broken down and they will get to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: From hell or high water they will. You know, and it's it's creating and knowing that you've got these people in your world. Um and, and then you just can kinda go, that's where where I want to be. And so I don't need the dancing in the nightclubs and I I don't need the big girls' nights out anymore. You know, it's nice every now and then, but I don't need them on a regular basis. And it's just a much simpler life, isn't it? You know, because you're not fighting with yourself all the time. Yeah.
1: And, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? And I don't know whether you know the ADHD thing would would that. I don't necessarily think would the it you know make maturing a little bit. But but I think it's just when when you when you people always say you know you have to learn to love yourself before you can love someone else. Talking about the the ADHD, I mean, the, there's something else that I've identified.
0: The more I talk to people who are neurodiverse, and a lot of people get very scared by that word, um, but it just means that we function. Differently, our brains function in a different way. You know that the extreme levels of anything is is always quite extreme. But you know, most mainstream. You know, we I feel are able to see a person for who they are because we read different communication levels. Because I know for years and years and years, what's come out of my mouth has been what. I thought people needed to hear, but it's a really interesting thing because my daughter's very, very like, and and she says to me, well, you know what happens when we we can see things in people that they don't want, and you kind of people are saying words, and you can see all of their other bits of language going the totally opposite thing to <laughs> what they're actually saying, and I, I I think that's part of your superpower because you know I come to you, well, I'm never there less than at least two minutes of mine. <laughs> We smell candles, we put the world to rights. It's part of my self care because smell is very important to me as part of my self care And because my husband can't deal with chemicals or anything like that. you know. And Karis, I know her, her, her candles, being that you hyper-focus on all this stuff I know and I trust that your candles do what they do. And you will even say to me, this smells probably not very good for him. Don't do that yeah. one. You know, you you personalize it down to that level. So it's really important now that I can now have smells back into my world, and I go to one of your candles and go, "Okay, I want to feel like this today," so I have this. You know, as you have different smells in different parts of my house because yes. it works for me, and it is part of my self care. But just as much as coming in and, and going there is that that we sit there for two hours, like a cup of tea in hand, maybe two. You know chat dogs chat and it isn't animals you know, yeah. that we chat but it's dogs it's life it's it's all sorts yeah of stuff, isn't it and it's it's a a couple of hours of where it's just filling cups you know yeah. it's just topping up on your filling of your cup you know and it's it's kind of really important to me to know that i'm going to get my couple of hours with, with, I, I mean i even now let you know i'm coming don't i <laughs> get the smells ready woman and so, I do think it's important. I do think it's important the people you have around you make you feel, in not make you feel because you make you feel the way. But having the people around you that support the way that you want to feel,
1: I, I think you know, you're you're so right because we were saying that that generally, you know, we, we've made so many friends through the business. You know, you're particularly one of them, and, and yeah. So I get a warning. I'm, are you in? Yes, I mean, yeah. And there's, there's five or six people that will message who, who we never knew before who, was, you know, be around because they know we, when we created that space, all I wanted to do was create a, a warm environment, although it's quite chilly in there, but, but a warm emotionally, a safe environment Could walk in. You know, my first phrase is generally, I'm really sorry about the mess. And people are like, really, it's fine. It's a creative space and there's always somewhere to sit and, and the kettle's always there and we've got to lose, so we joke and say, cup of tea and a wee and you're fine, but. You know, people come in, they kinda of go, oh, it's it's just it's really warm and we're not we're not distracting. It's like, no, you know, you know, I, I can still get on with stuff while you're there and we're not hiding anything. You know, come and come and have a look at what we're pouring, you know, smell sort of the fragrances we're working on, you know. And and it's interesting again for us that people will come in and, and again you get that feedback immediately if you work on new stuff or people see what you're doing. You know, we've had people come in and you know, very stereotypical because actually more and more men actually really like candles. But when we first opened, it was the, the ladies would come in, men would kind of stand there like this in the corner, you know, kind of maybe, you know, make a fuss of the dog. And, and now the men are kind of coming over kind of, you know, they're the ones kind of looking at the smells and getting, getting really into it. And, and, you know, we'll be pouring, can I, can I, can I give them a chance to pour some candle? You know, it's, for us, it's about when somebody comes in, there's an experience without it having to be officially experienced. So we want people to come in and when they leave, if you buy something, great. If you don't, that's fine as well. You know, we're not very much like. If you come in here, you've got to buy, in and we've had people walk in and go, "I'm just going to browse," and I'm like, honestly, feel free, just just browse. And and they might be there half an hour, and they might walk out the door having not bought anything. But then what we tend to find is a few weeks later they come back in with a friend, mm. and they go, "I just wanted to, to show my friend," and and again, you know, they might buy bits. But, but for us, it's not about coming in. It's, you know, we've got that shop here, but it's it's more about coming pretty coming into you yeah,
0: it it's, yeah. it is you know I mean you you know that when I come to you I come and you know talking men, I come with an order from my daughter's partner yeah. after my son because you know and now literally I go I'm going to the candle place <laughs> and they every, yeah you know, everybody puts their order in don't they yeah. there's always a gingerbread there's always a honey and tobacco and that's both both ways yeah, yeah. you know and that's the real nice thing is because of the fact for me that wouldn't necessarily i'm not the gingerbread and the honey tobacco person that's not my smell that's their smells and we've identified they like that and you know they've had a good smell of. they'll come into my house and go what's that one then and smell that one you know and it's 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 almost like they're coming in and smelling the food you know that (laughs) smell and it it makes them feel good and they love it too you know so it, it is very much yeah i can understand why people think candles women but you know, it, it men very much more. It's yeah, smells
1: are important to people, aren't they? You know, they oh, break things. And I and I think it's. I was saying to that it's only recently I've kind of realised that it's a, it's a real privilege to create something <clears throat> that. So when we started making candles, it was just I'm yeah. know, I'm going to make candles for the kit, and you know I've come to some branding, and you know of course there was a lot that went into it, but 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 we were just making candles. It could have been at that point any product. It just so happened that, that that candle making kit was in the loft and it was it was left there. There was a reason it was left there, you know, but but you, you look back and go, okay, that makes sense now. But I was into branding and and marketing and that, you know, that was kind of what made me tea. So it could have been, it was kind of like the brand came first and then it was, okay, it'll be candles. And initially when I started making candles, it was more a scientific thing of, I've got to get this to work because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work. And actually, what I found is again being more at ease with me and understanding where we're going, and you know, kind of we, you know, we don't have a five-year plan, you know, I'm never going to have a five-year plan because actually, you know, I, I'm lucky if I can kind of cope, you that's know, seven years ahead. Well,
0: the brain doesn't allow for
1: that. Yeah, I have things that I have a
0: spidergram, and I just have legs ooh, off of going, and I want or, to do, and I want to do, and I want to do, and I kind of go, oh, look, I'm now in the space to be able to do this. Yeah. You know, but like your two-year projects that you haven't been yeah. up is now you're in the space to yeah. do that, you know.
1: And I, and I think that's the other thing as well, because before, obviously the candles we made meant something, but they meant something very different then. Mm. They, were, they were a healing process, whereas now it's become a creative process. And so the, the stuff that's maybe been on the bench for of years, you know, we kind of get, and we look at frames, it's going, actually, we need to tweak this fragrance, or, you know, it's not quite burning right, or, or we look at packaging and, and the whole experience around it, you know, it's not just, is it going to look really good on a, on a shelf in a shop? Of course that, that has an impact. But again, we didn't create the stripes because we thought it looked good on the shelf. We create the stripes because it meant something and, and they do stand out, which is great. But it's, it's that thing of kind of going, actually, let's look at the complexities around this. You know, what, what, what do those fragrances and those smells and those flavors people come up What does it evoke? So, you know, the new stuff we looking at, kind of go, actually, before I kind of go, well, I'm going to make you know, our first cans of baked apple pie, pina colada, baked wild tart, you know, big pear drops, they were they were fun, they were, you know, they weren't sensible and and that was me at that point. And actually now, again, as we've kind of grown, we've learnt more, our, you know, our fragrance is becoming more complex, you know, and when we're looking at launching these new ranges, rather than going, oh, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, we're going, well, actually, you know, we, we need something flora and we need something kind of woody and we need something that's bright and we need something that's got some sweetness. And, but there's got to be more complexity around it. And so again, the new stuff we're working on, there's much more of a thought process. And actually, I'm okay and I'm comfortable with the fact that it's taking some time to get right, because once it's out there, it's out there. And I don't want to be tweaking it and changing it. Yeah. And I think when we first put stuff out, it was pretty rubbish, really. And I look back at some of the original accounts we made who still got, a new light one, and you kind of go, it can't be really somebody bought that. But that's okay, because that's... We, you know, we compare, you know, it's not like for light. Like. So, you know, we're, we're five years on in that corner. Yeah. And it's and I joining. love that. Yeah. And and I love the fact that look back and i go, that's a really rubbish candle. And, and we get, we've got someone on the shelves in the shop and we go, oh, I go, you can have that. But, you know, when you light it, just, you know, keep an eye on it and it might you know, turn it might this and it might that. And, you know, it comes with all the kind of, you know, the reasons to why it's rubbish. And then people message and go, actually, it's a really nice candle. And I go, oh, okay. But I've moved on from that. So, you know, that's a part of my journey business-wise and my journey life-wise that was almost kind of that, that part of the journey. Therefore, I guess I associate that, that with your part. Yeah. Whereas now we're like, feeling more, we're flourishing, we're feeling more happy and we're more confident about things. And therefore what we're producing now, we kind of, there's a real sense of pride over it. And there was with the other stuff, but it was, that was the best thing back. then. Yeah, that's the reflection, isn't it? This is the period yeah.
0: where you're more comfortable. You, you know, that's it's reflecting that. So one last uh, question, Karis, because you and I could talk. but <laughs> <laughs> <It's rest laughs> on this. Uh, One last question, and I already know the answer to this, but I, I just kind of want to put it out there. Do you consider making your candles part of your
1: self-care? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. And
0: it's... It's so interesting because when I talk self-care to people and when I talk, you know, self-care, people go, oh, yeah, self-care, taking a bubble bath and that sort of thing. And actually, self-care is anything that lights you up. And when you listen to you, when you watch you, you are lit up by your candles. You are lit up by the smells. You are lit up by the process. You are lit up by the fact that actually Debbie's there working alongside You know, you are lit up by so many parts of your business that it would just be an absolute shame not to have your business, wouldn't it? And it may have taken you a while to get there, but this is the place that you were meant to. It really feels like this is the place you were meant to be this moment in time. It's an amazing feeling watching you. you Oh. Shop it it's, really is. it's,
1: it's, do you know, I, I remember saying to an old boss years ago, we had to sit at the top of the hill and look down, uh, uh, down at kind of what you've created and what you've achieved and all those things. like I, I hate the word achieve because the measure of achievement is different for everyone. But, but actually it was, we were away this weekend in the Cotswolds and we did actually climb a hill, you know, and kind of look down a bit. And, and I kind of had that moment of, you know, you, you look around you and you look at the, the, the environment around you and then you kind of, you then you know, take that kind of useful thing to, what you've built or what you've created. And you know for me, it's not about building you know a huge business and loads of profits. you know if the business gets to a point where we can be comfortable, great. Do you know what? because that's that's all that really matters in life and 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 that's to me what 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 do you want to achieve? And I went, I want to be content, I want to be comfortable, and I want to feel loved. And actually, for me, genuinely, that's all that matters. You know, it's so not like I've got a shirt on my back and I've got, you know, food and, and, and somewhere warm to live in jail, you know, We're very, very lucky to have what we have. Actually, you know, you take that and you realize that, you know, life's pretty good and, and that's what it's about, isn't it? Absolutely. Karis, thank you so
0: much for coming and talking to me today. That's a pleasure. Uh, we will put all of the details of your business down below. You can buy online from you, so you don't need to necessarily be in our locality to actually walk in from the shop. And also, do you have a
1: list on your website of, of where people stock? We, we do, although, again, that's hard finished, like most <laughs> things in my life. So, uh, well, so uh, actually, I'm going uh, to finish uh, that. We love Karis. That's what we love. <laughs> she, um,
0: it, you know, if you, if you yeah. want to know if there's any way you can go and smell, give Karis a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give her a message <laughs> and she'll let you know. Because top secret at the moment, she says telling the world, But Karis and I are going to be in discussions about creating some candles for just being me. So we need to have those in our world. It may not be this year. It may be. Because Karis needs to create them, and that's a crux in itself. <laughs> Never like me going in there and going, oh, that's slightly too woody, or that's like. You know, different. <laughs> so, you know, that'll be part of my self care for the yeah, next I 10 years or so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we'll put everything down below. Um, it's been amazing talking to you, and um, hopefully, we'll catch up with you again later on and, and do see where you are
1: in your world then. Wow. Thank you Definitely so much. much <laughs> Take care yeah. of me.
0: If you feel you need a little bit of self-care accountability, then just being me's accountability group is the perfect place for you. You'll be part of an incredibly supportive community, be held accountable for daily affirmations and gratitudes, as well as group coaching twice a month. As a founding member, it's only £15.15 per month if you join before the end of February. Click the link below. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to know more, you can find all the links down below. Oh, and don't forget to press subscribe so you can catch the next one. See you soon.